I'm Adam Lasher, and you're listening to the Juice Box Podcast. Hey, are you there? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Do you need a, are, are we doing camera or do you not need the camera? I don't need the camera if you don't. Okay, cool. Um, how do I, let's see, maybe turn this camera off without hanging up on you. Let's see. Perfect. I'm working on your levels right now so I can hear you better. This is episode one of the Juice Box podcast, the Adam Lasher interview. I spent an hour tonight talking with Adam about type 1 diabetes, American Idol, everything that's been going on in his life since he hit television and the Fallon show and all the other crazy stuff that's happening to him. Uh, Adam's a really beautiful artist and a, and a soulful guy. He was uh, really forthcoming sharing um, uh, his life with me tonight while we were talking about, about all kinds of stuff. And I think you're going to really enjoy getting to know him. This is Adam Lasher. How's your week been going? Uh, this week is a is a little less intense than last week, um, but of course we got a, another episode coming along the way, so we'll see. Um, I, I feel like I just cal- I finally got around to calming down and maintaining a low heart rate. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, the the week this this last I guess yeah week uh, week and a half has been um, nuts. It's been really great. A lot of a uh, lot of feedback, a lot of support, and um, mostly the largest. Um, response of a god has actually been from the diabetic community, uh, which is pretty cool, and um, it's been great. I've, I've learned about just a lot of new products coming out, and a lot of people's stories they've shared with me, and, and just getting the you know helping other people find each other too in the community. Um, it's been cool. It's been re- I've been really uh, fortunate and blessed. What was the first way somebody reached out to you? Was it Twitter or? Oh, I think it was just all of them. I mean, you know, everything from Instagram to my website to, you know, anywhere where you can find me online um, from, yeah, you know, Facebook, my uh, Twitter. I almost said MySpace. Yeah, I don't even I don't even know if that <laughs> exists or anyways. Um, yeah, um, a lot of Facebook messages from people and like Twitter responses and um, uh, having a Dexacom on it really, I guess, struck a chord in, in like the diabetic community um, much bigger than I, I thought would happen. Yeah, no kidding. I well, I mean, it's one of those things. Like, you know, I'm I'm walking through the living room. My wife and my daughter are watching Idol, and I look up, and and my wife's like, "Is is that guy wearing a a Dexcom on his guitar strap?" And then I stop, and I was like, "It looks like the case that comes with it." Yeah, and you know, the next thing you know, you know, I'm, I'm f- focused on the on the television, and Ryan Seacrest is telling me that your your uncle is Carlos Santana, and I was like, "Oh, that's crazy," and and by the time you kind of get all that into your head. You know, Keith Urban's asking you what's on your, you know, on your guitar strap. Is that a cell phone? And, and then the next thing I know, you're saying uh, it's a robotic pancreas. Where did you find those words at? Was that um, were you scampering at that I, point? Yeah, I, I would just said it. I mean, I think I was just trying to just, you know, I was just trying to say something because I mean, you know, I'm sure as any diabetic or person who knows anything about diabetes knows that it's such a hard thing to explain to people. I mean, there's so many like little things. Well, insulin does this, and exercise does this, but you know, this does that, and so. You know, I was trying to explain to him, like, you know, have you ever checked your blood, like seen diabetics check their blood, but all that stuff just takes too long for TV and it's an audition too. So I just said, I was, I was just trying to be like, yeah, I mean, it's like a robotic pancreas. Like it just, it's, it makes my life easier and does something that I don't have to do as much of, you know. Well, and that's funny because I mean, I've never met you in person and we've talked a couple of times since then, but I felt like I saw that on your face that you were just like, what can I say that will get this across the gist of it and I can get to my song. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, um, 
Yeah, because when you're in there, I mean, I, and I'm a pretty calm and relaxed dude. Like I, you know, um, I'm not. I don't really get nervous too often. Um, uh, so, but even but even then, being in that situation, you know, like there is like anything anything goes in those audition rooms. You know, I mean, like even if you know everyone thinks this kid's gonna get it, this kid's gonna get it, you know that guy might break a string and he might get nervous because he did and totally flop. You know, you don't anything can happen on. So I think just being in there, I, I just wanted to like let him let him know what it was. So I didn't think I, you know, here's some guy from the '90s with a pager <laughs> on him, <laughs> you know. Um, and and, uh, and even for the for the show, I think it was great too because you know, as as you're doing like any TV show, there's there's a lot of people running around behind the scenes, and and it's a lot of um, anytime you're working with film or TV, it's a lot of hurry up and wait, and especially with a show like Idol, you know, there's you know there's hundreds of people just like you and and um, so, and especially, so, you know, you have to, you got to manage it. And, and what's great about the Dexcom too is um, I'm sure if, you know, I, I'm not like an actor, I would say, but there's uh you know, just be, to be able to have it off camera and someone else can look at it and like, let you know if something's, or like when I'm performing on stage, like it's, it's been a really cool um, thing to have. And especially in that situation, you know, it, it, it really helped because, you know, you're kind of you're in this big, large group of people and, you know, like you don't want to make a fuss about like a, a blood sugar or this and that. But then again, you kind of have to. So you're always kind of going, well, you know, you don't want to stop the production down, but you also have to eat at certain times and this and that. So, you know, without the Dexcom, it, you know, it would probably be a lot more difficult. Was there actually somebody with you that that you've kind of handed it off to? No, that was keeping it no. Not, I mean, yeah, like. Plus, I wouldn't want to because, like, oh, we give it to Tammy and she she, you know, she quit yesterday. I mean, I don't know, you know. It's like, you know, yeah, I, I think I just like leave it with me, but I know like people that don't understand it, you know, it's just like, can you get that out of the shot or can this and that, but, um, it's just great that it's like wireless. You can, um, you know, basically have it off to the side or even now, was it? Yeah. It's in my pocket now, but I mean, the fact that you can have it in another room and hear the beep and, and, uh, you know, just go take care of it kind of thing. Did you change your settings for when you were in there so that it wouldn't beep if you, no, I didn't even like I suddenly didn't got even think about that. That's uh, that would have been funny if it did go off. Um, I don't know, maybe I had it on vibrate. Um, I usually like if I'm performing, I'll usually like take it off. Um, but you know, for the, in that situation, it's not like I'm gonna. It's not like a long process where I'm gonna be you know playing there for an hour and I can like set up a little, you know, side table with with, you know, food and sugar or whatever the heck I need to to sing with. So. So, so, so tell me this for people to give them kind of a, a behind the scenes feel. How long are you actually in that room with the judges? Um, oh man, it's, it's hard because everything always feels like a different time, especially when you're there. Um, I would probably say is, as long as whatever, whatever, any episode they've seen, it's like not much longer than they show. I mean, you're doing, you know, you're doing two songs, you know, they, they have, they have the songs then you can also go on online and everyone has like a, you know, they've been, they put the second songs of some people on there. So, you know, you're really right. doing two songs and then they're talking to you for a little bit. So not much more than, than how they edit it. It's not like you're, they're not doing like an hour, you know, process with each person. Cause you know, you got a lot of people, especially in the beginning. So, um, not very long at all, you know, enough to do, you know, the, the, the two song segments and then anything goes to, you know, they might want you to do a whole song or okay, next song that, you know, like you don't know it, the whole thing itself is an audition in a way too. So, you know, there's there's the things you can control, which is like the songs, but you know, you don't know how long they're going to talk or what's going to go on. So, well, I now I think I know what the uh, second song was that you did that wasn't on television, but was it Stay? Did yeah, it was you Stay do... by Rihanna. Yeah, 
Okay. And you do that in your live show too, I right? do that in my live show. Yeah. I like to do a lot of, I love, um, it's, it's more, I don't know if it's that I love certain songs, but it's more that I just, I hate accepting genres. I've never been able to like fit in a genre. Like I've never, I never like just label myself as one thing. And I'm sure every musician says that, but, um, you know, anytime I play a song, whether I'm trying to, or just by accident or just the way that I do things, every song always sounds like different than the, the way it originally was. So yeah, Rihanna, it's almost like a, I don't know. I would I would say it's maybe a little more Californian. It's not necessarily like a, a reggae rhythm, but it's it's kind of bouncy like a reggae. But it's um I don't know. It's definitely different. But it, I've been playing it a little more and more. And um we did it live the uh, a, a couple nights ago too, and it's getting more and more fun every time we play it. Is that a C? Is that a Sia song? Or I I guess I I have no idea. Uh, it's That's a Rihanna one. Yeah, but the, doesn't doesn't Sia write a lot of her stuff? Oh, maybe I'm not I'm not sure. Not sure. Um. Yeah, and there's a guy singing on it too. So you know, oopsies, I don't remember his name right now, but uh, but he's good. So, so thanks, man, for whatever. <laughs> so you so they end up broadcasting your original song. Yes. Uh, these shoes, and and has that been a big kick for the song? I mean, are you getting are people oh, downloading? Oh yeah, definitely. It's been good. I've I've had um you know I've had like a previous recording of it, and I've had I've also recorded it um when in 2014 before. I went with Idol, but um, the funny thing about it, though, is that, you know, most people, I think, when they think about, like, CDs and albums, like, oh, like, your album's out or this album, I mean, a lot of the stuff, I, I guess what I do as an independent artist, like, it's a lot of just non-tangible downloads in the internet, where, in other words, um, for example, the song, the song, it, it, I guess it crashed or something, so that I had one of the songs where, like, it froze, and that, like I had, I couldn't contact iTunes because there's just not a number to call, like to say, "Hey, deal with me specifically." <laughs> I would like my album to be working right now. You know, they have to wait till so many people, right, just to say there's an error with it or this and that. But um, so okay. I have not seen like the results or anything. But um, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely put a push on it. And of course, the um, I'm sure the the Jimmy Fallon show, the little segment they did, um, where I don't I don't know if you saw that or not, but. Jimmy did a, uh, a little like an impersonation of me like on a show where a headband and a beard and whatnot and so that was like two nights in a row where one after the other so I think both of those together yeah they definitely um they definitely made a push with it don't need to be like you even know you're going to be on when they get to your town are you told ahead of time that you're going to be on the broadcast um for you mean for the for the That's, show um i didn't i didn't know anything yeah. about about the jimmy fallon like i had no idea i mean i i figured maybe they would do something with it or or i thought oh maybe like jaylee will text them because they're friends and like maybe something like, but i i didn't you know I, I heard i remembered it and then i forgot it because you know the, the show just happened and i didn't even think about you know it makes sense looking back on it now that it would that it would happen but 
you know, I had, I had no idea then, but, um, it's amazing how stuff like that happens so quickly. Like somebody offhandedly remarks that he kind of looks like Jimmy Fallon, which I mean, I don't know if you see, but I don't really see that much. Like, I but, have a big but, grin. I think when I smile and also like when I don't look like a hairy monkey, um, I, my mother <laughs> says I could be quite charming. Um, no, but yeah. And, uh, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, we have like a similar grin, like, you know, like I have like a big smile or I'm like, maybe my, my goofy personality maybe reminded her or, I mean, I don't know. It sounded like I think she thought it was Jimmy playing a prank on her, like wearing like a would have been her. Yeah. yeah. So but I mean, then I don't know. And that's a funny thing, too, because everyone's always going, was it planned? Like, was it this? Did you notice? And then, and it's funny because you can, you know, you can just like drive yourself crazy going like, what if or, you know, this and that. And, and that's one of like the philosophies I, I tried to do with Idol now is that it's it's um, especially like when your, your phone blows up and all this stuff. And, you know, I've done some semi-cool things, but I've never done something where my, you know, I've never gotten that much exposure. So, yeah. you know, I'm very, uh, like, like a dog when they don't understand human speaking, but they understand the energy level. So they get excited when someone else does. I'm very receptive <laughs> to the energy around me. So, um, yeah, being able to just like pick up on that and, um, yeah, it's, it's just kind of a nuts, like, you know, I would, I would think it would just be amazing to have that much access those that many people hearing your song at one time like i would think as an artist that would just that would be incredible i know i i wrote a book and i sometimes it, it freaks me out to see it sell somewhere like it sold a copy in china the other day and i thought oh my god someone in china read yeah, my book and it's not like that they, they don't know. know who you are they just like the book which is which is great you know right it's just so so when did you um how old were you when you started playing Ooh, let's see. I started, I played piano, I think at, uh, piano at five. And then, um, I think I wanted to do drums and my parents were like saxophone, you know, <laughs> and, uh, a couple Star Wars songs later, I think I gave it up. Um, yeah. but I didn't really start playing guitar till I was 12 years old, sixth grade, somewhere yeah. around there. And, um, that was like the first thing that I, I really stuck with where like, no one was telling me like, you have to practice or like, you can't play ball outside. You got to practice this. It was like, it turned into the opposite where it was like, you're grounded. Like, I don't care. I'll play guitar. You're grounded and we're taking your guitar and, and okay, I'm going to sell the guest room VCR and buy a guitar at the mall. You know? So like, <laughs> it, it was the first time when I, it was the first time I was good at something too. I mean, like I sucked at sports. I mean, even if I was like, I was a really tall kid and like a stronger kid for my age, I grew up fast, so to speak. But I didn't right. like, I remember, I remember being, I was always the youngest brother. I remember like legitimately maybe being like five years old and being like, not knowing how to score like in baseball, just like not knowing that I know you get people out and you strike them out or this and that. But like when home plate is points, I remember being a little kid and like, no one would tell me, they'd just be like, Oh, you shouldn't know that. But like, no one ever told me in the first place. So I just, I was always that kid eating grass and left field, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, staring at the ground and and wondering where your guitar yeah, is. Yeah, you know, I, I think I uh, I would always, like, forget my mitt. I was always forgetting my shoes. Or, like, I remember I wouldn't have my cleats. And I'd be like, okay, we're halfway there. Should I wait till we get there to tell my mom I don't have my uniform? Or... <laughs> but, um... So, I'm wondering and um, about this idea that, you know, they brought it up that, that Carlos Santana is your uncle. But is he an uncle that you've seen three times in your life? Or is it somebody who's... Ne never seen him in my life. No, I'm, I'm, I'm totally joking. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a, he's the uh, he's a brother of my mom, so it's my mother's maiden name. So okay. my mom is the youngest uh, sister of Carlos. I see. Okay, so it's it's uh it, it, this is a person. He's a person who's in your life. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's, and, a, he's and, a cool guy. He's he's in my life. My my stepdad works with him, and my mom. You know, they see him every day. So who's a bigger 
Who who has a bigger effect on you deciding to play music? Is it is it him or is it your grandfather? Um, and no, can you no, tell I, me a little bit about? I, I mean, I I think it's all of it, but I think also is like I think mostly like myself. I mean, I definitely like looked up to Carlos and his brother Jorge Santana and um, my other uncle, and then just you know some of my a couple of my like his son and some of my older cousins, you know, like that would play. I think it was just all of it, but I think when I when I started really playing guitar, I think it was like when Smooth came out. It was when I was like mm-hmm. first l- learning how to play guitar. So I think maybe I think maybe because it was just like the Santana was like the keyword of you know like the the two thousands or the Y two K era era. So I think yeah. maybe just with that being around a lot, um, maybe it was just a little more like fresher to me in a way, but. Um, I think mostly too, like no one in my immediate family, like my brother played a little bit of piano and guitar, but like, it wasn't like I, Carlos, like, you know, taught me every week and I saw him every week. Like I saw him, you know, right. a couple of times a year, or maybe like once a month or just, you know, how, however often someone sees their, their, uncle, their you uncle, know, yeah. Um, yeah. and it was that, ne- you know, never like a forced thing. It's like if they're at grandma's and we're over and, and blah, blah, blah. But um, I'd, I'd say all of it, but I, I think definitely it was always something I wanted to do. And it was also because it wasn't even necessarily because Carlos was doing something and I, and I, but I'd also been around it. Like I, you know, grown up going to his concerts or my mom was big and showing us music, but it was really one of the only things that I was like good at where like no one had to force me to do it, you know? Cause other than that, I like disrupting the class, being a class clown and yeah. uh, watching TV. I just think it's funny. You brought up smooth. Cause when I was trying to explain to my, my kids were like, um, you're talking to Adam. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be talking to Adam last year. It's like, that's really cool because they saw you on television. And then I tried to tell them that your uncle is Carlos Santana. And in their eyes, you're much more famous than a man named Carlos Santana. So I, I played smooth and they just stared back at me. But to be fair to Carlos and to you, um, last night during the Super Bowl, Lenny Kravitz came out on stage and my daughter was like, why is the guy from the Hunger Games playing guitar with Katy Perry? That's funny. Yeah. So yeah. my uh, my aunt actually plays with uh, Lenny Kravitz, Carlos's wife, Cindy. She's a drummer. Um, That's amazing. And, but, yeah, but it, but even it's funny too. Like uh, I was even thinking that from Idol too. Uh, um, you know, I, I like there was a lot of like I mean, I guess there was a lot of like of course like stress and worry, like just like you know how am I going to be portrayed as like Carlos's you know now because it's always a scary thing because it's like my story, just to be told has to be like okayed by like other people because you know. It's yeah. the, my story is like an off branch, like, you know, of, of something else, you know, in a way, you know. Right. If you're being respectful of your uncle, you just don't run onto American Idol and yell, hey, Carlos Santana. Yeah. And uncle. do a little jig and a dance. And yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 So. It, it, so. In that, but that's also been kind of this like uh, not gray area, but it's it's something I've it's always been there and it'll always will be there. And I think the best thing like I have my mother to thank for that's basically just kind of because she's been you know, she's grown up with her brother, like she's been able to have wisdom from, you know, just seeing other guys in his band or him growing up, just like all the advice, like is really like what's been the most. How uh, to handle Yeah. It. Just be like, Hey, this is illusion yeah. or this is that, or, or just maybe even being able to see like, you know, um, you know, everyone likes that word, like famous. I want to be famous. I want to be famous, but it's like people that are actually famous. Like they can't, like I can go to like the movie theater and like, no one's going to care. But like, if you're, you know, if you're Elvis or or like Michael Jackson, whoever it is, like you you can't just like sit down at a restaurant without people bothering you. So like, there's also, I guess I got to see like the the totality of, of everything. If you really like, you know, greatness with greatness, there comes like sacrifice and there comes like a lot of hard work right. and discipline and making decisions. And you know, every decision has a has a, a path or whatever. So I think the yeah, it's just 
being able to see that or just get the wisdom would be like, you know, of like, hey, we've seen this been done before, you know, through different people. So, you know, just being able to take that advice wisely. So um, do you think growing up with diabetes at all helped you? Like, I always tell people that since diabetes has been in our life and since Arden's been diagnosed, things that in the past would have just like blown me up and made me crazy or, or made me, you know, think, Oh my God, I've got to control this or whatever. Like I, I just see that stuff now. And I think that's nothing like this is, this is nothing. You, you know, I, you know, the things that some people get upset about, I don't even see as blips on the radar. Do you, do you feel that way a little yeah, bit? Yeah. Like I know, um, you know, and I, I know, I'm sure like, I remember when my mom, you know, first, you know, found out that I was diabetic, I'm sure was like freaked out and that, you know, when you yeah. checked your blood sugar, it took 45 seconds. And nowadays it takes four. But even like now, nowadays, you know, they have Dexacom and other, um, they've, they have, I'm assuming they have other companies besides Dexacom. That's the only one I'm aware of. Um, like, con, like continuous glucose monitor, I guess, would be the uh, the proper term. Right, right. Um, yeah. But so I always like, you know, if I ever like run into like a diabetic parent, or I just reassure them like, hey, like if your kid's six right now and you're like stressed out, like, okay, but, you know, you know, with like uh, aphrasia that's coming out or, or even just like the Dexcom now, like you're already going to like just be so much better off than than I was. And I and I'm fine, you know, and I haven't I've never even used a pump. Uh, right. And so so what do you do? Inject with a pen or do you just use? Do you use yeah, I'm all about pens. I got I got the uh, the Lantus pen and the Novolog pen. And um, that with the Dexcom was great. And honestly, like if that's all they ever invented, like obviously I want I really want to try the new uh, aphrasia that just came out. But and the inhalable. Yeah, the inhalable. Yeah, I've, I've actually seen yeah. someone uh, do it firsthand. And uh, let me tell you, uh, it's something you want to get. Uh, it's pretty crazy. It's, it's this is the this is like if when I tell people, they don't even believe me. Like, it's not a yeah. believable thing, if that makes sense. Like, in other words, it's, it's like it's when I said the robotic pancreas, like Dexacom is half of it. The other half is is like this stuff. But I'm, I'm told and once again, I'm not a doctor. I've just I've seen a guy I've had a, another user explain it to me. So two non-doctors, two nine scientists talking. Diabetic man's right. a diabetic man. Um, it was just saying he just you know like no highs, no lows, and that I guess it reacts differently to to it. It doesn't work the same way as we think of pharmaceutical insulin. We're like you take this much and it goes this down. I get maybe it's better at um, at like you know I guess it's supposed to act more like our original cells should have. So I guess I don't know if that means that it has a little more control over it or it can guide it a little more. But there was only like two pa um, two packs. I think there was like either like a pack and a half pack that you like inhale. And um, there was only two of them. So I guess like you have one for a meal and then if you can use other ones to like kind of guide it. But uh, regardless, yeah, 15 minutes, it works. And um, and he was telling me or and this is just once again, firsthand or like guesstimation or from his personal experience that um and if you had like a 300 or, you know, high 200 or, you know, 300s or whatever, you could take this thing and if it, it works in 15 minutes and then within an hour, you'll be at a hundred with no spikes up and down stuff, just like a flat line. So now that, so that sounds amazing. The only part of it that freaks me out is the idea of like inhaling something. All exactly. And, and I think that's what people are afraid about. And I, I was told, you know, from the people that are, you know, keep in mind, this is a pro opinion of, of a phrase. And that's right. the, the negative one is. You know, I think the the one their one opinion, which is like, hey, great, it sounds promising. Let's wait for some other people to do it and see what happens <laughs> to them. And then there's also um, the uh, the other side of it is, and, and how I how I look at it is like, okay, so we know for we have a uh, let's say there's there's a small chance that some people maybe if someone smokes a bunch of cigarettes or 
who knows what happens that, okay, some person might come down with lung problems. There's right. a maybe there versus uh, 100% without a fact that if your blood sugar is like always over 200, like you're, you're putting sugar in the gas tank, so to speak. Right, so it's definitely really interesting. Yeah, I would say maybe I'll wait a year, then I'll take it. But I mean, I definitely like if, if my doctor was like, hey, we got it. I would, you know, I would definitely want to try it. But once again, obviously, you got to look into it because I, uh, I only know so much about it. But the fact that that is even an option right now and the fact that we're talking about, hey, this does work. But like, let's look at the, it is already just like a great victory for especially a parent who has a kid who's like six or seven years old. Because by the time, what, they're 10, it'll be what maybe commonplace to, to have something like that or better brands. That'd be really crazy. So before you knew about inhalable insulin, were you were you thinking about a pump or did you never really consider uh, it seriously? The pump, I've been kind of eyeing the, is it the Omnipod? That's the, the wireless one with, where it's, it's just like a... The tubeless one. Yeah, the one. tubeless one. That's the only one I've, I've actually been looking at. The reason my, I guess my reading, though, it may be dull. There might be some doctors listening to me just cringe. Apologies my, for the Skype advice, noise. Hang in there. It clears up very quickly. For me, anyways, I always thought in my head, okay, well, if I have a pump, I'm still going to have to, and I, and I have Dexcom, I'm still going to have to calibrate with the, with the regular one-touch or whatever company you use the meter, right? So I always thought, okay, well, if I have to carry this, like, patch around anyway, I'd rather just put my pen needles in that and have that instead of having that and having like the, you know, I already have so many wires already and I hate detangling wires. It's like, there's nothing worse to me than like dealing with wires when I want to do something else just from recording and, and playing music. So like the less wires for me, the, the better. Um, right. Right. Well, my, my daughter uses it. She's used it since she's had a pump and I, I have to say we really love it. Yeah. And that's the one I want. That's honestly the one I was, you know, getting around to trying. Cause I like that she could put it on. Like I've seen other people put it like on their back or, or these different places. Um, yeah. She, she wears it everywhere. Her stomach, her thighs, her arms, her back. It's, it's everywhere. Yeah. Way. So I did, I, I mean, I thought about it, but now that, you know, this, this um, inhalant's come up, like I, I definitely want to look into look that into first, but yeah. um, regardless, the, the fact that those are both options are just, you know, it's crazy. You know, I think the more the more options, the better, honestly. Exactly, yeah, because so. not everything's going to work for everyone. Um, and then yeah. even, too, like the I keep hearing more and more about people like training dogs to smell like low blood sugars and this and that. That's kind of kind of cool. Being a musician and not having a, a, a standard, you know, nine-to-five job that has insurance and everything, how do you deal with your supplies that you need for your, um, for your diabetes? Um. Paying medical bills, paying, giving money to insurance companies, um, you know, like being younger, um, you know, like basically uh, doing, a, you know, when you're in college or when you're under 26, you know, you can be on your parents' right. insurance. But other than that, um, you know, I've basically, yeah, basically just, you know, biting the bullet yeah. and, and paying it. And um, did, did, did diabetes ever scare you into thinking, I, I have to get a job where I'm sure I have insurance? Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Completely. Sorry for, you know, for, no. for swearing, but yeah. Uh, yeah. And, that, and that's actually, it's almost been a race in a way. Um, basically thinking like, well, man, like what if, what if I don't have something going on? Because not only do I have to make money as a musician to live, I have to make money and live as a musician and a diabetic. Right. So like that, those gigs, like they got to cover my insulin too. So it's not like I'm just, uh, you know, I got to, I got to, you know, buy food and water. I got to, I have like a serious, like, not like dangerous for me, but for right now, but I have a, a constant medical condition that I'll always right, need to right. pay for. Um, 
And so in a way, yeah, I guess it ha it almost has been a race and especially the whole, you know, I'm sure there's, if there's any diabetic, like people listening out there, that whole thing where you're kidding, you're like, oh my, like, you know, you're on your and parents insurance until you're 26, but now with Obamacare and then, you know, now they're going to, the Republicans are trying to veto it. So just whatever side you're on, like people are just looking, you know, you're kind of going like, well, wait, what's yeah. going to happen? And, and like, I, you know, I've heard stories of people like, well, they go on Obamacare and they didn't have, you know, a, a device like Dexcom or Pump before. And now they don't want to cover it. And just these and nightmares. Just so. The unknown is so scary, especially when you have some sort of a regimen that works for you. You really don't want to get away yes. from it, you know, for those yeah. sorts of reasons. Um, so, so you were diagnosed, you said at nine, uh, that's okay. correct. Yeah, and grade. your mom and does there, I mean, one of the, I mean, listen, not that the American Idol thing's not super exciting, but the real reason I was excited to get you on the podcast is because I, I really like to be able to show other parents, especially parents of newer or newly diagnosed kids that, you know, what, what an adult looks like 20 some years later, and especially one who's having such great success in, in such a big way. And I want them to be able to see that their children have every opportunity that, that um that maybe they're scared at the moment they might not have um were there pitfalls i mean did you have speed bumps on the way to this um luckily thank god not with my diabetes i mean like i'm constantly like i don't know if i'm the i mean maybe maybe i'm a good like uh you know face for you know living your dreams and doing it as a diabetic but i mean i'm i'm not um I'm no saint with my blood sugar. Like, you know, even, even eating healthy, I can still mess up. You know, it's a con I'm sure as anyone knows, it's a constant, um, blood sugar, you know, chase, chase thing. But, um, I think the only con I think the only obstacle is, has been just the one, I think the fear of like, you know, having enough money to actually support myself doing it and just not like, Oh, why did you get a job at Starbucks? And like, nothing's wrong with working at Starbucks. But for me, like I have that in me where like, I, I don't want to make any money unless I'm doing it with music. I don't care if I'm making video games, I'm doing voiceovers. I'll teach preschoolers uh, ukulele, which I have done before <laughs> when I first came to LA for $15 an hour. As long two as it's your art and, yeah. and, and you're involved in it. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's just how I feel. Like I just, and, and part of it is I know I just won't, I'm not, you don't want to hire me <laughs> if, if I'm not like creating, I like being my own boss, so to speak. Like I'm very, I'm an entrepreneur. So I'm not able to, if, if my nine to five is taken up, I, I freak out at the fact that there could be an opportunity where I could do something that I, I won't be able to. But the the obstacle I think has been constant, just, you know, maybe the fatigue of it and just maybe like not staying healthy. Um, I mean, not that I wasn't healthy, but just even when you are healthy, you know, you're always chasing this blood sugar and, um, you know, some years are better than others, but luckily I, I maybe it's just me. I have a good feel for when my blood sugar is high or low. I can't always tell exactly what I am, but I can always tell when I'm dropping or when I'm rising or, you know, when I'm kind of leveling off. So, and in that way, I've never passed out. I've never had a seizure. I've never lost consciousness. I've never had like a, I've never had ketones. Or if I have, like I haven't known and it hasn't affected me and I haven't felt bad. And so, so that, so you've, you've never lost consciousness. You've never had what someone would consider to be a seizure or something like that, even well before having a Dexcom and, and things like that. Would you? Yeah, not once ever. The only time I've ever been in the hospital for being diabetic is, um, in third grade when I, you know, they, they keep me in there for five days and they're like, Hey, this is how you do this. this is how you do that. I came close once I was, I was a junior or a senior in high school and I had, I had like a fever for a couple days. And then it was the day after I got, we probably should stay in to keep it safe. But you know, being a kid, you want to, you know, I think I was going to be driving or something. Yes. Great. A brand new diabetic 
driver with yeah. a fever, you know. That's cool. So <laughs> now, was your mom uh, was your mom the kind of person? Would she get up in the middle of the night and test your blood sugar while you were sleeping, or you not? No. Um, I, I can't remember. I, I, yeah, she did. She did when she was younger. My mom, I have to thank for this. My mom, like, really. My mom was strict with me. Not she wasn't like a jerk, but she. My mom was like on me like a trainer, and she was really strict. You know, and even if she you know, wasn't up to date on something, it didn't matter. Her, her, you know, her character is to basically like you know was to remind me like you know you have a response. It's not your fault, but you have a responsibility to take care of this because the better you take care of it, right. the longer you're gonna right. last. So, um, and and I have her to thank because really she we never like made excuses for me. We, there was never anything. The only thing. I don't think I ever couldn't do. I think it was like there was like a, a form of something about like scuba diving, but like um, I would probably scuba diving anyway. <laughs> you but weren't yeah, planning on that anyway. Lie on that form, but yeah, no, I've never not been able to do something. I've never sat out of something. I my mom told me something recently, which I know maybe she told me I didn't you know remember or think was important until now, but um, just with the the fact that yeah, you know, getting messages from people saying, oh my, you know, my son or daughter self conscious that they have diabetes, but like. You seem so confident. Like I wasn't, I like, I totally, you know, I was always an outgoing kid. So I forgot, you know, you know, I didn't realize that yet. Yeah, of course this, this can think it'd be totally like make some kid nervous and, you know, feel insecure. But what she told me is that a, the doctor, I guess that, you know, when I was diagnosed at children's hospital, Oakland, um, that I guess one of the doctors or maybe the, I don't know which one, one of them said like, listen, like, you know, Adam's going to have obstacles, but like, don't ever treat him any differently from the other kids. Like if you can handle something, let him handle it. Don't like ever let him use his basically don't ever let him use his illness as an excuse for saying he can't get good grades or he can't do this or he can't do that. And you know what? There probably were times where like my my testing, you know, like where I, I messed up on a history test or I messed up on a Spanish test or, or I got tardy, Mark tardy because my blood sugar was low. But you know what? Those are going to be the same things I'm going to be having when I get a job and I'm, you're going to have to learn to deal with it. You know, and so the, the world doesn't slow down in for you for, for this you know, the world isn't even slow down enough for the 45 seconds to, to explain exactly it's what a, it's a, is. It's a wonderful advice. I'm, I'm happy somebody gave it to you that early. Uh, so yeah. speaking of that, do you ever experience high blood sugars from adrenaline while you're performing? Like, does adrenaline make your blood sugar go up? No. no it's, it's, you know, I just um, I just heard this actually the other day from um, – from uh, Sam, the, uh, the the Frasier user, and he was saying something about uh, the adrenaline had as a different effect because the the type of insulin that the Frasier is different than than the u insulin we use. And he said something about it, it would like do the opposite of what it normally does. Or I, I don't know. I have to look into it. But um, I I have not. I do. I my hormones always push my blood sugar up in the morning, which is actually lucky for me because like today, like I woke up and the, you know this usually doesn't happen. So sorry, people for, you know, stating, yeah, I, I messed up and like my blood sugar was, um, I don't, maybe I was like 50 right. through the night, but any, when I start waking up, my blood sugar kind naturally rises. So I have to take, I take my Lantus, like I switch to the mornings or to the, like to noon and it's a lot better for me. But, um, basically I, I think that's maybe what has kept me from ever passing out is that my hormones always You're push my blood yeah. sugar up. So in the morning, yeah, whenever I wake up, like if I wake up at uh, 100 and I don't do anything, you know, I could go up to like 200 right. within an hour or two. So, so I think that's maybe like pushed, kept me out of every passing out. Maybe I have just like you're, a high trend's high. My trend, I, I guess so. Yeah. But then my doctor also told me I was sensitive to insulin. So like, who knows, but with the adrenaline thing, it's hard to tell. And, and I think the reason it's hard to tell is also the same reason my doctor gets frustrated at me is that there's so many variables that happen. Insulin, 
not only does it like it takes a while to work but then it can be stacked and then the food not might not be made the same as the last time yeah. you got it from somewhere and blah 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 so but when i'm performing i always have water and i have like a sprite or an orange juice with me so i always gotta at least have like i have like you know three or four glasses yeah. you know yeah so like you know if, if i do drink like i'll have like a glass i'll have like either like a wine water and sprite and no i don't drink that much i i've never once again never passed out to, or not been able to i've never not been conscious and as a diabetic i definitely don't want to you know ever have more than like a drink or two um just just for me and also just because I'm a, I'm a musician in a car that drives every day from bars from work, you know? So it's like, it's like, a, yeah, not something I want to, that's like, not, ever yeah, that's not a habit on, you're but, looking to start either. Yeah. Then, and luckily it's actually good because I always like thought about the, like, Oh, but in a way, because I'm there every day, it feels like work to me. So it, I, there's never a feeling of like, Oh, I want to go drink because it's always going to, I'm going to have to be around people that yeah. do drink the next day. So it's, you know, I'm sure like a bartender doesn't, some bartenders maybe don't so, drink. Um, so tell me like, I, I'm gonna this this show is gonna go up on Wednesday, um, the the night uh, the day that that American Idol is gonna be on next. American. So what what are we gonna see next? It's Hollywood Week, is that right? Yeah, well, uh, they just they just canceled the whole thing, and they're like, you know what, Adam, we like you so much, you didn't even gotta sing anymore. Yeah, so so Wednesday night, we're just gonna see you crowned American <laughs> Idol, and and that's it. Exactly. Yeah, they're gonna cancel the whole thing, and everyone's gonna be crying, and, the, <laughs> and all the Idol contestants are all gonna agree, and they're like, you know what, Adam deserves it. We're all just gonna give up and let Adam. Will win. you no, sing um, a moment like this when that happens? Yeah, I would. I would if they did that, but I have a feeling that, that, that might not. Uh, happen. I don't think everyone forfeiting. <laughs> yeah, it might. That may not happen. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be Hollywood weekend for those who, you know, haven't seen it. Um, Hollywood week is basically, it's basically like, it is the most intense part of the show. You're in there for a week and, um, you know, they run songs and they run stories and bios and they compress everything. I'm sure for, you know, for what time and a lot of different reasons, but also too, you know, they want to see who's left standing. They want to see, um, you know, who can take the punches or who's not going to, you know, say I'm too tired or I got sick easily. You know, they, they kind of just want to, it's like boot camp in a way. They want to see who, who can go through boot camp and still sing the song. At the so end this was, the this was for people who don't yeah. watch the show. You had, you probably had to pair up and, and, and get together with a group. And then you guys had to decide on a song, learn a song. You were up late that night and everything. Blood sugar behaved during all that. They, um, they have done that in past episodes. I can't really say what happened. Has not I see, been aired yet, but but they're they're um, that that is like kind of the the idea. They're you know every mm -hmm. year is always different, but um, yeah, you're um, you're working amongst your your singer peers or your your fellow competitors and um, long hours and pressure. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's long hours and there's things you're doing by yourself and there's things you're doing okay. with other people and there's long hours and also too they're yeah like they they really kind of want to drain you and see, and see yeah. who's left standing and and also yeah. just who delivers and and also too you know. Um, I'm sure they're going to show a lot of stuff just like the behind the scenes and yeah. and this and that, but it's, um, it was definitely cool. I, I definitely wish I would have, uh, you know, I don't know, no regrets. I, I don't wish anything Good. actually. So, so when we see those. you play, you might play a cover. You might, you're not going to get a chance at another original or if you, if you keep going on the show. Oh, I can't, I no, wish I could tell you, you but that's I, fine. I that's fine. So tell, tell me this then what's your wildest fantasy have, that you've allowed to let, that you've allowed to play out in your head what do you i mean what's it what's success for you is it just people hearing you play or music or finding new fans um i think mm, what is success i think all of it i think um 
you know, anytime someone says, I think like when someone says, well, what do you wish as a musician or actor? I think the first person thinks it's like, oh, they probably want an Oscar. They want a Grammy. But really, like, what is the Grammy? It's a it's a piece of metal and people agree that someone should give it to you. But I mean, the reason that it's given to you is because you're connecting. I think the most important thing is connecting with people, because when someone's like, oh, I just wish I could have like, you know, a million followers on Twitter. It's like, do you want just a million followers on Twitter? T uh, Twitter, sorry, my pronunciation. Or do you want to? I'd rather have 100,000 people or, of course, I would always rather have 100,000 people following me. But in other words, I would like you want to what matters is connecting to the people. Are, are there people actually connecting to you and to your artwork and are you giving them something? Everything else is obviously great, but everything else is a product of that. So I think, um, you know, like once again, like having a song out there, it all comes down to like people connecting and listening to your song and, and having it, you know, giving them a nostalgic memory that they can be happy about years later or, or whatever it is, you know, they want to do with the song when they're listening to it. So I think, I think it all comes down to just to connecting with the actual, with the music connecting right. to the person. Well, well I have important. to, when I heard you sing on television the first time you were on, I thought, oh, this is great because if we ever get to the part where we get to vote as the public, I didn't want to have to just vote for this guy because he has type one. I mean, you were really, you're, you're not just singing and you're not just playing it. You, you're an artist. Like I you can feel that when you're singing, you're singing these shoes and I'm, th I, I don't know why you wrote the song, but it seems heartfelt and deep and, and, you know, contemplative. And it, it really is. It's not just somebody sitting up there and saying, I have a good, clear voice. So let me just pick a song and sing it. Um, so, I mean, that's, it's, you know, it was wonderful to listen to you, and I, I hope I hope we get to that point. Yeah, yeah, but it's it, it's kind of a song of um, I guess it's a song of self validation. It's just kind of like it's almost like a the song is about basically what I've been doing, you know, the last maybe like what five years or six years, however long, I've, you know, I've been out of college. But um, it, it's basically just about like breaking your back, doing what you love, and and being all right with like the results, and like and basically being like I want to be a musician. And um, I don't care if, if, you know, my, you know, if I come from a huge, like, line of, like, successful people that have done this and done that. It's like, I don't care if I do music, like, with the name, without the name. If something happens, doesn't happen. And I'm all right with it. So I think it's about just validating yourself and being all right with yourself and, and, and loving whatever it is you do and not really caring what the outcome is or caring what someone thinks of your outcome because it's all, it's all in your head anyway. So, okay, so, so Wednesday night when we're – are you just are you still beside yourself the idea that you're going to flip on a television on Wednesday and you're going to be there? Is it a little strange? I think I might be a little I think I'm going to be a little bit more prepared for it. It's uh yeah, this last week was definitely fun, but I realized just how oh man, like yeah, that's the only way I can explain it is like imagine like like whatever your dog thinks when everyone in your family is like shouting <laughs> at each other, you know, like just knows excitement. It's like, what's going on. And people want to contact you and like, you're, you'll be driving and um, yeah, you know, you'll get like a, a Twitter tag that says like someone from Huffington Post or someone from, you know, Fallon, you're like, what is that? But you're driving and then it disappears. And you're, you, you just remember to like, just remain cool and calm and, and just enjoy it as it's happening. So I think that's what I'm going to do now is just, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to watch it and I'm going to, you know, have me and my friends, you know, get up on our computers, signed into like all our, you know, all my like pages or whatever online and just, you know, get back to the people and say hey to them as the show's going on and just interact. So they can find you on fun. Facebook and Twitter. You're at Adam Lasher. Yeah, everything is, everything is Adam. If it's Adam Lasher and it looks like me, it's me. Unless, I don't know, someone's making some fake ones. I hope not, but, uh, or whatever, do what you want to do. <laughs> um, or maybe don't. 
I take please that don't, back. Please don't, don't, don't um, pretend to be Adam on Twitter, please. Yeah, that, and that's funny too. That some people are like putting like my face as their like profile picture, and even just friends supporting. But it was just kind of like that—that's you know, definitely strange weird in a way. Yeah, definitely strange. Um, but yeah, I—I I, I no, don't know. I just—it's you know, I, with social media and everything, it's just there's so much happening, and it's, it's coming from different places. Some people want to be on Facebook, and some people oh, yeah. are on Twitter. It's all happening at once, and. Instagram, Instagram. And, and it's also yes. Yeah, so all if you're trying to find out, it's all Adam Lasher. Like it's all right. at Adam Lasher. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and um, yeah, I, I get also iTunes too. They got the the these shoes, the new EP out there, and um, uh, yeah, Facebook and this and that. That's been um, that's been like now now I have something to do in my downtime, which is to to just like you know write back, and say thanks to people that added me, and and just hit the never ending. Right. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do is um, if people are listening to this show, you can go back to my blog at ardensday.com and i'll put uh, links to your social media and to the your, uh, your your songs on itunes and everything and they'll be able to find it that way but, uh, oh cool thanks yeah and if you if you want to give a like on that artist page folks listening on it on itunes right on, on, um yeah on any of them yeah actually yeah give me give me, give me some gold stars on the itunes <laughs> and hit a like on the on the fan page and then a good fortune will come your way. <laughs> they say the same thing about the podcast. The more people that uh, that rate them and like them, the, the easier they are to find in searches and things like that. It's funny how how things have changed. Um, that that's actually important. It's weird. Yeah, even um, my friend's helping me with like my website, and he's just like, man, he's like, you got to be like every every time someone clicks something, it's got to be clicked to something else to get these like you know contacts and like emails and like the 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 viewpoints and like just the difference if you have a website and you. And let's say you have like a video on YouTube. If you just have that video, but you post it on your site, you're not going to get views. You want to take the link from YouTube and put it on your site so you get those views on YouTube every time. Hey, speak, you know, so speaking of that, you, you're you one of the more popular American Idol season 15 videos on YouTube. Have I, I, Yeah, yeah. I, there's, there's two versions of um, these shoes. Yeah. So, what is it like on the out? On the uh, on the I guess on the out. It's hard to. It's hard. My my Facebook has gotten quite foggy because I don't, I don't really have like a, a viewpoint of like how the other with the other artists. I'm assuming um Jax and there's, Erica. There's Washington a couple that are more, and then Adam Lambert was on one time, and his is kind of far and away above everyone else's. But when I put your first of all, when I put your your audition on my blog, um, I have to tell you that that blog post for me is one of the most popular things I've had on the internet in about a year and a half. So you've really struck a chord with people very quickly. But, but when I linked back to that YouTube video, there were like, you know, it was an hour and a half after it was on and there was about 9,000 views. But I think the last time I looked, it's up over 160,000 and there's actually another version of it. And that one must have 60 or 70,000 on it. So you're, people are loving you online that that's for sure and um and i think that i think with good reason like i said i mean there's it really you know you know a soul for performance and that was just on television in in that room in that in that brief second so yeah and that and what's so weird about it for me too is that like so going into that performance i have a broken hand and because of the broken hand they didn't show it but i dropped that guitar at the airport so that guitar also had a crack in the neck so I had to, I didn't even I didn't even mention this because I didn't want to make my story any more like sad. Just, feel bad for me. I'm like withering away, what? busting out the seams here. But the guitar neck broke, so I put a capo on the guitar where the where like mm -hmm. the crack was. So now I'm like putting a capo for those who don't know. It's basically a clamp that goes on your guitar. So in other words, it's it makes 
the neck smaller so you, you the guitar sounds higher like a ukulele or a mandolin okay. or something so i basically like <laughs> put it on a capo and to so the guitar wouldn't would stay in tune because there's like a crack in the neck but um yeah there was the guitar i was using i, I really love it it's a it's a baritone guitar and it's it's a basically what a baritone guitar is it it's a giant acoustic guitar in other words the neck and strings are longer so it's lower than a guitar but it's higher than a bass guitar Were so you able it's somewhere to get it in the fixed? middle is it something that was fixable um, yeah, I got it fixed, and then I broke it two more times. And then um, I think, you know, I think I just, honestly, I think I might just want to light it on fire for a music video. So, so Harry Connick turns to J-Lo at some point and just whispers under his breath that even your cast is ratty. And he's 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 clearly amused at how you're having to strum with a broken thumb. How did you break your thumb? Skateboarding. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and I know everyone gives me so much, so much grief about it. But in my defense... I do not have parking where I live, and I um, I saw a great opportunity to, to live. I, I found a house on the beach for like for like a thousand a month, and uh, I mean, who could say no to that? So I was like, all right, it's a year, let's do it. Let's let's ignore the fact that there's no parking, um, you know. And and it, it's a great. It's like I can record here. I have like a wine cellar I can record, and it was just like too much of a good opportunity to say no to. So, and I don't know. I'm sure people listening to other countries in California, like that that's like really low rent for for like a, a small house uh, to rent. So um, yeah, I just did it, but you know, there'd be some nights where you got to park, like, you know, sometimes like, I don't know, maybe half a mile away or, or pretty decently far, especially at night when you just- And wanna, then you like, jump on your day. board and go home? So, yeah, so what I like to do is I like to just park uphill from where I live and I just cruise on down and, you know, stay in better shape. But I uh, just stupid little skateboarding at night. And um, yeah, I just, I, small little crack, crack in the road and I just ended up like, I guess it would be gamer's thumb where like my, I imagine like, you know, looking at your thumb, pointing it at the wall and then shove it at the wall. I basically like jammed my thumb well, into my it, thumb. If it makes you feel any better, I, I was just listening to Jason Lee on the Nerdist podcast a couple of weeks ago. And he said, if you haven't broken something, you're not a skater. So I guess you're a skater. I am. I'm now I'm, a, yeah. And see, now I saw this, uh, they have these electric skateboards that have been out, which sounds like such a bad idea and a good idea at the same time. They, um, they have like a remote control and they're just like a normal with no no neck so. or anything that comes up to your hands it's just the board yeah no 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 wires it's, it's you can even do it from your cell phone it's like uh and and, yeah, and all the parents are listening yeah, to yeah. like we hate you adam now <laughs> remote control skateboard. but they got safety settings you can like you get you don't have to go 20 miles an hour you can like set it to like three well miles i know you're not hour, a, but... a sports guy but um the san francisco giants are out nearby you and their outfielder hunter pence he rides like a motor scooter from his apartment to the field and back every day. Like that's, he doesn't even have a car. I don't think so. Yeah. It makes it, it really does make a lot of sense. And obviously if you don't go ridiculously fast on them, you know, they, they are really, um, you know, they're, they're, they're really reasonable. I think especially too, like maybe hopefully in the future with a lot of cities, like something like, uh, you know, Hong Kong or, or Beijing or, or New York, somewhere where there's like a, you know, we don't need to have all these cars on the road all the time. Like they have those, um, the segways are huge, obviously, but they're coming out with these little things where they're just like what a segway is, but it's just two wheels in a, in a, in like a two by four. It's like a two by four with wheels on it and it balances and you just lean forward and, you know, you can go and they make these things for the outside now. So I think, um, Honda's making some really cool stuff, but yeah, all that stuff is, uh, really, really yeah, cool we're technology. Have to do something at some point to, to cut down on the cars and the, and the emissions and everything. So, um, so you're out in California. Is there anywhere people can see you? I'm doing an OC Weekly. The, the next one is OC Weekly, which is a uh, Orange County magazine. And they're putting on a, um, a beer tasting event. And 
I've done one before, and so like they'll have like restaurants from around Orange County, like you know they'll bring a couple dishes and or their wines or their or like their steaks, and and it's kind of like a taste testing event, but this is more focused on local breweries. So we're going to be playing there, and that's called Bottoms Up for the OC Weekly. But do you have like a list of your gigs on your on your website? Yeah, you can go you can go online, and I always I always like post, if just if you go on my Facebook or Twitter, I always post like the weekly gigs that I'm doing. But just AdamLasherBand.com, you can check out. Um, all the gigs that I have going on, like on the front page or the shows, but okay. um, so I've been known. I'll, I'll do Tommy Bahamas and Laguna Beach sometimes. Um, what I have a, a weekly, um, or not a weekly, a monthly at, at Mozambique in Laguna Beach, and that's that's my favorite spot. That's the uh, it's if you haven't been to Laguna Beach and you ever want to go, um, Mozambique is basically it's a South African restaurant or, or owner. I'm assuming also restaurant because it's called uh, Mozambique. But, um, <laughs> Oh, wait, maybe it's not South Africa. It's mostly in <laughs> South Africa. I'm embarrassed now. But um, regardless, uh, it's a really cool place, and the guy really cares about music, and it's a place where there's a professional stage. It's not very big, so it has a small club feel, but right. they already have the professional gear there and a piano and a B3 organ on stage, so you just you just go and plug in and play, and that's right. a great spot because that's probably one of the few places where you can like be loud with a band and, and keep it classy. So okay. It's um, a, a nice venue. Yeah, so the, we play the the fourth Thursday of every month. The Adam Lasher Band is at Mozambique. Nice, nice. When you uh, when you're listening to music that's not yours, who do you like to listen to currently, and and what are some influences? Okay, and let's see. My newer favorite artists I would have to say are um, Kimbra and D'Angelo. I'm listening to those two a lot. Um, if you're not familiar with Kimbra, she's from New Zealand. She's super cool, beautiful, amazing artist who is not only you know cool and she can she can sing like she this girl can sing and uh she's you know you can tell she's like jazz trained but she's doing some really cool like new stuff she's gonna i think she's doing coachella this year but um once again don't quote me on anything ever so what do i know but (laughs) here's here's what we've learned tonight don't listen to adam about anything he's not a doctor and he's not 100 percent sure who writes rihanna's songs or anything i don't even yeah i don't even know where i am right now i'm in i'm in a room covered in foam where am i is that are is it are you sitting in your studio right now at your yeah, house? Yeah, I'm sitting in my studio right now, so I don't know how it sounds up there. I, I'm now realizing that it's a little boomy because it is a, it's like a it's like a long wide closet that used to be someone's wine cellar. But uh, I went to a foam factory and I just uh, I, I, I foamed everything. out my credit card and made a studio. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I, you sound good in my headset, so uh, I'll, I'll bump you around later if uh, if it sounds a little long. So Adam, I got to tell you, man, I really appreciate this. I, you know, I want to let everybody know that, you know, I saw Adam on television. I threw him up on my blog. It was such a huge response that I just thought you guys might want to know more about him. And I just reached out to him on, uh, on Twitter and he was, he was really cool enough to get back to me and, and, uh, and say yes to doing the podcast. And, and we're going to also, uh, I'm going to use this interview to write up an article about Adam and put it on Huffington Post and, and um, and on my blog at Arden's Day, and really try to get some, uh, you know, some some of the diabetes community just fervently behind him, and and let them learn about his music, and and see if we can't support him here on American Idol tonight, and and beyond, hopefully. Yeah, so, I, I agree. I do confirm and I agree a hundred percent with that statement. <laughs> that you can trust Adam yeah, on. He does want to be supported. Trust him on that statement. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. I can't thank you enough. This has been. Uh, a real thrill for me and and I you know I, obviously we're going to be real 
uh, really watching you with, with great interest on Wednesday. And I just want to wish you all the best. Well, thanks a lot, Scott. And um, everyone out there, thanks for listening. And thanks for supporting podcasts because it's the new way to do things. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up, and I'll take a second before we end to talk about that because I there's not a many, if maybe one or two, podcasts that have something to do with diabetes or type one diabetes specifically. And I've been writing this blog for seven years, and and I just I just started really paying attention to, you know, everything's moving again, you know. And you start thinking like, when are you going to look back and say, oh my God, my MySpace is is ancient, you know? When when are you going to look and go, oh blogs, nobody reads blogs, and and I just, you know, I really thought I'm going to try something different. So I'm uh, going to give a podcast a whirl. And it's, I think it's new for the people who read my blog, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that because you're on this show, I'm, I'm going to get a lot of interest. So I want to, um, you know, ask everybody to keep coming back and, and try it out and, and see if we can uh, find a new way to connect and everything. So, yeah, so, I love them. I, um, yeah. I mean, it, whether, you know, from, you know, there's a bunch of ones out there that I probably listen to a podcast from someone at least once a day and it's, you know, if you're cleaning or working on a car or whatever, it's like you're just always I'm always learning something about something that's happening in another country by people that just are talking about it. And there's no, you know, there's no mumbo jumbo. You can just get firsthand, you know, these cool conversations basically and listen in. Yeah, I mean, because where else are you going to get this? Even if, you know, even if you made it to The Tonight Show instead of the, just them, you know, pretending to be you on The Tonight Show, they would have talked to you for seven minutes they would have asked you very basic questions, you know, and, and you would have smiled. And that yeah, and maybe you get it. something funny in there. Exactly. And, and I think, yeah, podcasts right. are a, like a platform where you can really, really dig into a subject and really, really get to know, you know, who the person is that you're talking to, you know, because after, after about an hour or over half an hour, you know, you can't like, you can't like, you're, you can't be a character. You eventually you're just going to be yourself, you know? Right, right. And, it, and there's no like, you know, listen, and let, I'm listening to the last hour in my head. I'm not going to edit this. You know, we're going to put it out. I'll sound mix it and make sure it sounds good for everybody. But this is an hour of talking to Adam Lasher and, and really figuring out who he is and, and, you know, hearing about his diabetes, hearing about his music, hearing about American Idol. You're just not going to get that in a, in a regular setting, whether it's a radio show or, you know, television or anywhere. So, yeah, long live podcasts. And, and thanks, everyone, for checking this one out. Adam, again, man, thanks so much, and, and the best of luck to you on American Idol. Hey, thank you so much, Scott, and uh, yeah, we'll keep in touch, and yeah, tune in, folks, and I'll see you through the TV. American Idol airs Wednesday nights on Fox, and Adam is on social media everywhere at Adam Lasher. Please give him a follow. You can learn more about this podcast at juiceboxpodcast.com or on social media at juiceboxpodcast. And my type 1 diabetes parenting blog is ardensday.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate it on iTunes and tell a friend. Until next week, I'm Scott Benner.